Hello, hello, everybody. My name is Nyla, and you're listening to Green Thoughts, the podcast about environmental news, commentary, environmental facts, and other things you'd like to know. Today's topic is going to be all about how Maryland is fighting to close its coal power plants. So let's get started. So welcome everyone to Greener Thoughts. Whether this is your first time listening or not, thanks for tuning in. The podcast Greener Thoughts is produced every Sunday and Thursday for your enjoyment. Please be sure to favorite Greener Thoughts, rate and share it, especially if you like it. And lastly, send your thoughts or comments by email to greenerthoughtspodcast at gmail.com. So on today's topic, I wanted to switch it up and talk about something that is near and, near and dear to me, um, and it's a topic from the um, Sierra Club, which I am volunteer with, and also on the executive committee in my county for, at the, at the group level of the Sierra Club. And I wanted to talk about um, a local issue, which I do love um, to concern myself with, among other environmental issues. And uh, I um, was uh, at a uh, function yesterday at a um, town hall meeting uh, for a different district than my own. It was in District 9 in Maryland. And so um, I thought to... Uh, talk about the information that I gathered from the tabling that I did with some of my other um, executive committee members uh, that were there, and they were awesome, and I love um, volunteering with them all the time, and um, it was great to have that support, and uh, yeah, it was a great uh, tabling event at the town hall uh, where I was yesterday. So um, I... I had a really great, you know, experience there. There were tons of other vendors there um, at the evening event, and um, there was um, Sydney Harrison, Mr. Sydney Harrison, who was um, the the councilman and uh, in District Nine. And so, yeah, it was it was big big news, and also there was the um, importance of you know eliminating coal is a big. Uh, problem that is in Maryland because of the many uh, coal power plants that are um, out and about. And so, uh, yeah, with uh, Miss um, uh, Martha and Miss Janet, who are um, some of the people that listen to uh, my podcast now, they're on the executive committee, um, and also um, Sade, I really want to give special uh, shout out to them, especially because they are on the executive committee with me, and they happen to do great things, and they've listened and supported my podcast thus far, I want to give them special shout out and thanks. And um, it means so much to me to have that support. And uh, lastly, in a special uh, announcement and news is that I'm also on Apple. So all those who um, are also on Apple or mainly uh, view and and listen to your podcast via Apple, um, be sure to go ahead and uh, get loaded on Apple. It's been almost five months and now I'm finally on Apple 
Um, and I'm really thankful for the Facebook um, anchor community group that I'm part of. Um, and Akili Ryder, who actually, you know, gave me great advice about setting up the Apple podcast uh, profile and getting that done a few days ago. It's really been helpful. And that's why I got um, on Apple after all that time. So it's been great. So uh, thank you so much to everyone I mentioned. So regarding um, Maryland and its coal, I want to start off with an overview of uh, why it's important, especially um, the amount of coal that's been generated and how it's declined in recent years, and then some information about public health that it's affecting and environmental justice that it's also affecting, and then highlighting one of the oldest uh, coal-fired power plants in the state and um, the importance of closing it. So uh, coal uh, generation in Maryland has really declined, uh, like I said before, um, in millions of megawatt hours. So it went from um, declining at least um, 21 million uh, megawatt hours generated in 2011 to under 8.5 million uh, megawatt hours in 2017. Um, And Maryland has at least seven um, operating coal-fired power plants as of um, in 2017, um, but um, they still produce um, nearly um, 9 million metric tons of you know, climate-disrupting chemicals, carbon pollution, um, and so that's a ton of uh, pollution that could be out of our atmosphere that uh, Maryland happens to be contributing to because of these coal-fired uh, power plants. Now, um, seven of those uh, coal-powered power plants that I was talking about, um, they produce all combined the same pollution as about 40% of Maryland's passenger vehicle fleet. So um, that is almost half, all, all just because of those seven uh, power plants. And um, now um, six plants as of now, um, though, um, are, are in existence because the... Um, the so-called seventh one that just closed, though, um, is a CP Crane plant one, and that closed in Baltimore County, which is north um, of where I live, and that closed um, about two years ago, in 2017. Now, some of the public health impacts of why coal um, is so devastating is because of its effects on your health. So as a public, as the public um, lives near coal-fired power plants as they drive, work, um, play in as they go grocery shopping in as they just are out and about maybe in nature maybe taking a walk or a stroll or um, traveling outside maybe um, bike riding or doing another outdoor activity they're getting the full brunt of um, all of these chemicals that are dispersed into the air from the coal-fired uh, power plants so one of the things that um you know, tends to happen is the increased rates of, of asthma, you know, lung cancer and also heart disease and stroke. So um, increase, you know, amongst children is very much uh, a possibility and definitely vulnerable most because, you know, asthma tends to affect children and that usually doesn't go away unless, um, you know, something happens like the child is taken out of that situation or the child changes their diet sometimes and they you know, get asthma, but but mostly it's because of what's in the air, not because of too many ex- unex- uh, external factors. 
And then lung cancer is a biggie, you know, with those who are older, it develops. And, you know, if you happen to be, um, you know, around areas where there are coal power, uh, power plants, among other um, types of things, then you're more susceptible um, to those ailments. Now, uh, toxic pollution um, is really being admitted um, by um, Chalk Point, mostly um, in Prince George's County. And, you know, the one thing that's being polluted mainly is the sulfur dioxide. And that has strong levels, strong elevated levels to asthma rates. And for those affected by asthma, so sulfur dioxide is the main pollutant dispersed in the air. And uh, now currently in uh, Brandywine and Waldorf, which are two cities um, and areas in Maryland, uh, they're kind of rural or or somewhere just out there. Um, You could say almost in the middle of nowhere, especially Waldorf. Waldorf is like another different world. Um, Totally. You can ask anybody in Maryland. It's so far to get to and it takes forever. (laughs) Um, So those um, areas um, have the biggest cluster of these um you know power plants they have at least i think four and one is existing two under construction and then one is proposed to also be there and the effects from those who are living in that community especially within 10 miles of chalk point um, which is like the southernmost tip um of uh, prince george's county or or in uh, maryland um where I live, is that 66% of the population is African-American. So, like, people like me. So, um, you know, they're, you know, black, and they happen to live there, and, and they can't really help that except the fact that this plant was just, it's just been sitting there for all this time. Um, and I'll get to when it was um, created in, in commission in a bit. But it also um, has a, a coal ash landfill, which is, uh, nearby and um, in the planned brandy wine power plants, these are classic cases of, of course, environmental racism, which in fact is when environmental uh, degradation and um, environmental um, harm is done in um, communities strategically placed where there may be vulnerable communities, low income communities, um, sometimes people of color, sometimes not, but mainly um, where you have uh, disproportionate rates of environmental pollutants and uh, dangers in communities where people live and they can't help that and it's based mainly on color of people um, and um, those who are affected in the lower uh, socioeconomic strata. So um, there are tons of people that are affected and like I said disproportionately people of color and the burden is really on the elderly, like I said, children before, and those who are more susceptible to respiratory diseases as a whole. And um, if the recently approved power plant, um, where power plants are all built, like I said, in the Brandywine area, like I said, the one just two under construction weren't proposed, then that would be um, where Brandywine would unfortunately host. Um, more fossil fuel power plants in its all in its capacity than 99.9% of all places in the United States. That's ridiculous. That's too many fossil fuel um, energies in one concentrated place than even almost 99% of anywhere else in America. You're telling me that one region in our state is going to house so much fossil fuel 
um, energy and, and hosting it there that, that that won't even happen in almost 99.99% uh, anywhere else in America. That's a very scary thing to realize because, you know, unless citizens rise up and intervene, those power plants are going to be fully constructed and the other one that's proposed is going to come into effect and that's not what we want. Chalk Point is 54 years old. That's an old power plant. You know, it's located right along the Patuxent River um, and it's of course a hot spot in Brandywine because of its pollution there. And it's a, it was supposed to retire, um, but the re, um, decision was you know withdrawn in 2016, three years ago, which was devastating enough. And then a permit for um, Chalk Point to continue into existence will expire in 2021, um, which is unfortunate. And then some other um, not so good uh, facts to know about Chalk Point is that it um, its control mechanisms that sort of control the amount of pollution that's um, taken out of um, its plant and, and into the atmosphere, um, they were actually thumbs down as far as the upgrade for that um, nitrogen oxide by our governor, uh, currently Governor Hogan. He actually blocked um, publication of those regulations to have that controlled and allowing and upgrading that technology and installing those modern pollution controls. You know, this is another reason, one of the another reasons why I'm not for um, the governor, but, you know, there's, there's some things that just don't need to be um, fixed with. And if you're upgrading that technology, fine, do that. But he chose to not do that. You know, years ago, probably, um, I want to say maybe two or so years ago, he decided to cut the funding for the Department of Education and affecting many programs within Maryland. Ever since then, I kind of gave him the side eye and wasn't on his team um, when it came to that because I'm like, why would you cut one of the biggest budgets that our state needs and it just has? I mean, in Prince George's County, for example, like our schools are well, but at the same token, there's many things to be improved upon. Um, I learned from the tabling event that some of our um, classes that we, you know, need, um, you know, are being cut, like our technology classes. You know, we don't have the ability to just have the tablets and, and things and upgrade technology to have the younger generation take hold up. You know, keyboarding is one of those essential classes, other computer science classes. I don't even know if they even have a cooking class anymore, but these are some of the things that have been affected um, because of the cut in education and probably other things that, um, you know, are affecting the schools as well. So there's tons of, um, you know, reasons why, um, you know, Chalk Point is a, um, a burden, but also a detriment to Maryland because it's one of the coal-fired power plants. You know, this isn't West Virginia. This isn't, um, Tennessee. This isn't, North Dakota, North Dakota, or North Carolina, any other state um, that may rely on coal that is coal um, heavy. So that is, you know, not what Maryland should go for. You know, Maryland is, I think, the state that is going towards clean energy. You know, we're doing tons of environmental regulations and and laws towards the future, and I'm, I'm really 
almost devastated to still hear that there are these coal plants in existence, but the same token, they are declining, like I said in the beginning of the news portion, that um, the megawatt uh, total hours is in the millions, but at least it's declining at least 8.5 million uh, megawatt hours in 2017. Um, it's declining that way. So at least the numbers are going down, but the fight is to have all the power plants, at least in my lifetime, I'd hope to have them all closed. So I'm going to uh, get into you know my thoughts on uh, the topic at large and then get to the Mother Earth Minutes uh, in a bit. So my thoughts on the topic at large is that um, Maryland is one of the states that I really do um, know that I'm proud of, especially when it comes to energy, when it comes to the wealth of resources, when it comes to, um, in some spurts, you know, diversity in some respects, and just the the melting pot that's here, um, the richness in, in resources Maryland has, that it's in the DMV, and it's composed of uh, the DMV, and um, it is, you know, a marker when it comes to um, maybe success on the East Coast. You know, who doesn't love, you know, Maryland? We have our sore spots when it comes to certain things, but as a whole, I would be on the front lines defending um, keeping Maryland cleaner and making sure that um, we don't have to deal with, you know, coal in the future. That's just my thing because I'm not for um, non-renewable energy. I'm all for wind, solar in particular, and other sorts sources of energy. As I've said previous on another episode, I do hope for the day when I can get a... Um, electric vehicle and, you know, do that. And so I would be, you know, um, doing a good thing, you know, in that, in that way, I would be um, very proud to not have, um, you know, any other type of vehicle, not even diesel or anything else. I just want to have the, the, the time when it's appropriate to get it, but also when, um, it is, um, I'm so almost incentivized to get it, but also like um, when I get it, I will definitely let you all know and uh, it'll be a big moment. I love it. I love the idea of electric cars and uh, all types of other cars, you know, hydrogen, even though it's really expensive and other types of cars. Um, I do want to um, maybe do some updates to this story, especially with coal in Maryland and also in May. Um, be sure to make your calendars because I'm going to do a special Sierra Club episode uh, all about the history of the Sierra Club, why it's important, my experience in it, and that'll be um, a really great episode. So that was all for the news portion and information portion of the show. And so I'm going to come back with a message about how you can support Greener Thoughts and then the Mother Earth Minutes. you love Greener Thoughts? If you're able to, decide to show your support of Greener Thoughts by clicking the second link in the description box of the episode. It's a direct support link for Greener Thoughts. So 
So the Mother Earth Minutes is the time in Greener Thoughts, of course, where I'd love to hear um, just all the tips that I have um, for you. And maybe, you know, you can send me your thoughts about the Mother Earth Minutes as well. But this is the time where I review in a show just actions that you can take and information that you can know about um, so that we can, of course, um, protect Mother Earth and, you know, take these actions into uh, effect. So one of the things is that you can, of course, go online. And I'm going to link this particular web link in the episode um, description for the episode. And it's all about how um, it's important for, you know, coal to be learned about and why it's important for the Sierra Club, especially to tackle this issue. It gives statistics on coal, coal technology, and why you should join the fight. And this isn't an endorsement of the Sierra Club, but it's just showing you, um, you know, one of the ways that you can definitely um, be impactful when it comes to coal and many other environmental issues. So the, the website, um, I'm going to listen to the episode description. I'm not going to talk about it now, but it was pretty, you know, straightforward and to the point. And it was all about um, coal and how you can fight the good fight against coal. The second uh, Mother Earth Minute tip is that you can go to, of course, another uh, Sierra Club link that I'm going to talk about briefly. You can go to www.sierraclub.org forward slash explore dash issues to explore all the myriad of environmental issues that Sierra Club represents and fights for. Or you can go to adup.sierraclub.org to see what you can do now. So one of the things that um, Sierra Club is really good at is acting. So, you know, acting on these issues, um, acting to support and go after political um, offenders and companies, other types of um, entities, um, attacking presidents in the way of um, legislating them, to rallying against them, to writing letters, petitions, getting those started, to all types of other types of um, tactical organizing things to do. Tweeting, being on social media, Facebooking, um, all types of other things for change that are being done right now. Recruiting is another thing. And of course, it's all through volunteering and um, that we get the momentum um, kick-started and ever-evolving and changing. And attending events. You know, If you know someone who's part of the Sierra Club or another environmental organization, you know, um, there are, you know, maybe other events and functions in your area that you could be a part of and they could, um, tell you about them firsthand. And that's a way to also spread the message of, uh, the Sierra Club, which is protecting the environment and loving and, um, taking care of the environment for generations to come. So the eco fact of the day is that Aboriginal people in Australia have oral traditions related to events 10,000 years ago, including the rise of sea levels at the end of the last ice age. So that fact was sourced from the Sierra Club Sierra magazine in the March and April 2019 issue. So the call to action is the time in Greener Thoughts where, of course, I want to hear your story. So you can choose to self-nominate or nominate an individual who exhibits environmental stewardship and supports the environment. 
Do you work hard in the environmental field in either an organization or other entity? Either way, let Greener Thoughts know. If you want to tell your story and be in for a unique surprise, please be sure to send a 200-word essay to the email address greenerthoughtspodcast at gmail.com. The Eco Company Spotlight is the time, of course, in Greener Thoughts where I want to, of course, um, give you all information about one a company uh, at a time that I really love and enjoy and I've supported in some way or another. And uh, you can also let let me um, review environment, environmentally related products or services that you have or know about. And uh, you can get your ideas out there about them. And of course, let your thoughts know. I'd be happy to review the product or service. For now, uh, I want to uh, introduce another company uh, that I know and love, and you can definitely check out as well. And if you have heard about it, let me know and share your thoughts. Um, So Charity Water is the uh, organization in um, this episode in today's Eco Company Spotlight. And so did you know that 663 million people in the world live without clean water? Well, that's about 1 in 10 people, or twice the population of the United States of America. The most important mission of Charity Water is bringing clean water and resources of safe water to those in developing countries. This comes by way of funding much-needed projects and transforming the lives of children, families, and and adults alike. Founded by Scott Harrison is the... um, uh, the one who, you know, created uh, Charity Water. And he created Charity Water out of a need that had to be filled, of course, and from a personal encounter that changed his life forever. From its inception in twenty in, in 2006 to currently in 13 years later, plus um, as of this year, Charity Water has more than 1 million supporters worldwide, has raised more than $360 million, and funded over 35,000 water projects in 27 countries. When completed, all these projects will provide over 9.5 million people with clean, safe drinking water. Charity Water is all about providing the most essential key to surviving and living, which is water. To support Charity Water, you can buy Scott Harrison's book, Thirst, A Story of Redemption, Compassion, and a Mission to Bring Clean Water to the World, or you can also donate once um, by itself, monthly, on a monthly basis, or in someone's honor, or sponsor a community. Or you can also fundraise uh, with a campaign, or find a fundraising campaign that you'd like to support, or pledge your birthday to fundraising. Lastly, you can also volunteer with them, or request a speaker uh, who is a Charity Water representative, maybe at one of your next events. You can also support them in other ways online. I'll talk about those in a few. I learned about Charity Water about seven years ago by um, seeing online, I think, by YouTube or another uh, medium of how Matt Damon was supporting the organization. And um, Charity Water can be found online at www.charitywater.org. And at its store, you can also um, support them at store.charitywater.org. And uh, Charity Water is also on the following social media platforms on Facebook at Charity, uh, colon Water, and Instagram at Charity Water, one word, LinkedIn at Charity, colon Water, 
um, and Pinterest, a charity colon water, and um, Snapchat, a charity water, one word, Twitter, a charity colon water, and Vimeo, a charity colon water, and YouTube is charity water, one word. Their address is 40 Worth Street, uh, suit um, 330 in New York, New York, zip code 10013, and the telephone number is 16. One six four six six eight eight twenty three twenty three. Fax number is one six four six eight eight three thirty four fifty six. And their office hours are nine a.m. to six p.m. Eastern Standard Time, Monday through Friday. And lastly, you can contact them by going to www.charitywater.org, of course, and then clicking the Contact Us link under the section labeled Connect at the bottom of the webpage to contact them. So thank you all for listening to this wonderful episode about something different. You know, on Greener Thoughts, we always look to do something different. And so I thought to switch it up and talk about uh, the Sierra Club in this capacity since I do love volunteering with them. I wouldn't change it for the world. And uh, I want to thank you all for listening thus far to this and even the other previous episodes. And also happy Women's History Month, of course. There's only one more episode left in Women's History Month, and then uh, it will be April, so be on the lookout for that. And uh, April is coming up, and that will be the month of many things to celebrate as well, uh, mainly um, National uh, Mental Health Month and National Volunteer Month. Uh, for me, these holidays you know, are very important and mean a lot, and so I'm probably going to give some special interest to them and do one of two things or both things, which is informing you of different volunteer organizations you can support. I'm going to try and do those in every episode or every other episode. And the same for highlighting a mental health statistic. I'm going to do those in every episode. So uh, be sure to tune in for um, the episode for next time. And also mark this one as a favorite if you'd like to come back to it. If you want to you know, talk about coal, know about coal, and it's an issue that you um, think is very important, and favorite Green of Thoughts if it's your favorite podcast. Until then, I hope to talk with you all next time and for you to tune in. But until then, bye. <laughs>